Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour two. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I am delighted to have you. Now, we must move to national conversations and news beyond what's happening on TikTok. I'm telling you, y'all, in all seriousness, I'm going to be the broken record here. Well, I, I do on this. It really legitimately is a national security issue, TikTok. And you really, really should not have it on your phone. You think like, y'all have had the experience where you've talked to someone about something and then suddenly you're seeing ads for it on, on your Facebook app or, or somewhere. You all think what American companies doing uh, listening to you is bad? <laughs> what about the Chinese listening to you through your phone, building files against you? Oh, you think I haven't done anything wrong. Right. You, you've done that one thing you shouldn't have done. And the Chinese haven't locked away their data, database when they come calling and want to want to use it against you. Uh, y'all, y'all be careful. Now. I want you to know at the bottom of this hour, Governor Chris Christie's going to join me. Don't turn off. Listen, I, 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 I under, he's not, he's not going to be president. I get it, but he went to Israel himself. He's an eyewitness of of what's been seen lately, and they asked, could, could we get him on? And and I'm more and more hesitant these days to put on the presidential candidates. Um, but I, I did he because he was an eyewitness. We've talked about this a lot, a uh, firsthand perspective. But I also do want to talk to him about the TikTok issue as well. I'm going to ambush him with that. He didn't know I'm going to ask him about it, and they're not listening right now. So, um, gonna gonna ambush him with it when he when he gets on here. Right now, though, I. I I gotta, I gotta talk to you about the story in Bloomberg, the Hamas mastermind who tricked Israel. This is from Bloomberg News, and I just bear with me. I, I do need to read you a passage of this to get started. By the way, I will also take your phone calls eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. Five years ago. The leader of Hamas in Gaza, Yaha Sinwar, scrawled a note on a document he knew Egyptian intermediaries would hand to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Take a calculated risk on ceasefire, Sinwar wrote in Hebrew, according to former National Security Advisor Mayor Ben Shabbat. Not long before, the Hamas chief had said something similar to an Italian journalist. I don't want war anymore. I want a ceasefire. His ambition for the impoverished Palestinian coastal strip, we can be like Singapore, like Dubai. 
In the wake of Hamas's long-planned and brutal October 7th assault on Israel, the Israeli security establishment is looking back on his words in a new light. As part of an effort to create the illusion that Hamas, considered a terror group by the U.S. and European Union, was limiting its embrace of violence to focus on governance. Israeli officials now acknowledge that a sense of complacency had set in around Hamas. In recent years, the military had greatly reduced its surveillance of the Gaza border fence, relying on electronic sensors and transferring troops out of the area to guard settlement in the West Bank. As Israel Israeli analyst Chin Artzi Shror wrote recently in the Yediath Aronoth newspaper, ambitious military intelligence analysts preferred to focus on Iran and Syria because working on Palestinian issues was not considered of existential importance. The overarching sentiment was that Hamas had been deterred and that the real challenges lay further afield. Sinwar read the Israeli consciousness very well, said Michael Milstein, former head of Palestinian research for the military's intelligence department. He wanted Israel to believe that Hamas was concentrating on stability in Gaza, promoting civil affairs. He planted this wrong idea in the minds of Israelis. Today, as the Israeli military reduces much of Gaza to rubble in its mission to destroy Hamas, killing more than 11,000 people in the process, according to Hamas, <clears throat> Sinwar is emerging as the assault's mastermind. He's the top target for assassination, assumed to be hiding deep in a Gaza tunnel, like a little Hitler in a bunker, as Netanyahu recently put it. I'm going to stop there. That's from Bloomberg today. Um, now, ah, yep, here we go. Uh, sorry, I had to pull up an article that I had, and then it disappeared. Um, if you will recall, a while back, Americans in this country raided a tobacco farm that was selling uh, tobacco essentially on the black market and the money was being used by Hezbollah to finance terrorism abroad. Yeah, that, that was a real thing that happened. You may remember some of these news reports. It was in North Carolina. There was a Hezbollah operation. Uh, there was a tobacco tax evasion scheme. The money was going back to Lebanon. Yes, a thing that actually happened. Then there's this. A Chinese criminal whose private messages said he's running a fraudulent business in the United States on behalf of the People's Republic of China in order to destroy America got caught running a bioweapons lab in California with highly deadly diseases like Ebola and HIV and 100 mice that had been genetically engineered to carry and spread disease. The CDC and FBI did everything they could to avoid dealing with the lab. Finally, the CDC checked it out, tested nothing ignored the freezer full of Ebola products and ordered the destruction of all the evidence without testing it. No, I'm not actually making any of that up. Uh, it's from the Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party and the revelations of Representative Mike Gallagher, 
Jim Costa, Speaker McCarthy. Jim Costa is a, um, what he is, a Democrat, I believe. It's a was a bioterrorism lab run by a Chinese national in the United States that had HIV, Ebola, and infected mice bioengineered to spread disease. And the CDC destroyed everything. There were a thousand transgenic mice. Listen to some of this. Let me the, back hose, this up. the hose was a clear violation of the city's building code. So Officer Harper showed her badge and entered the warehouse. Inside the vast, dimly lit building, she found laboratory equipment, manufacturing devices, dangerous chemicals, and medical-grade freezers and containment units holding thousands of vials of biological substances. Some of these vials were unlabeled. Some were labeled in Mandarin. Others in a code that no one ever deciphered. Others were in English, with names of pathogens that Officer Parker did recognize, like HIV. The city also found approximately 1,000 transgenic mice, mice used for research of human disease, which biolab workers told them were, quote, genetically engineered to catch and carry the COVID-19 virus. That discovery kicked off a nine-month effort by the city of Reedley to address the public health risk posed by the illegal clandestine Reedley Biolab and to investigate what had happened at that facility and what might have happened if Officer Harper had been less alert. This is revelation coming from this bipartisan committee. And by by the way, it, it is important to note this is bipartisan. There are as many Democrats concerned about this as Republicans. A Chinese national who was an illegal alien running a bio laboratory in California with uh, biologically engineered mice designed to carry and spread COVID, among other things. And the CDC and the FBI went in and, and they, like, destroyed all the evidence. They're, they're, you couldn't have a prosecution. The, the CDC didn't want to give up control, it appears. The, the members of Congress are blasting the CDC. This should be of concern to us that these things are happening much like what has happened in Israel. The Israelis got complacent. The Israelis got complacent, and Hamas bided its time, built up its storehouses of weapons, and trained its soldiers, and using paragliders crossed into Israel and killed 1,400 people. Y'all... Chinese illegals have been crossing into this country. We've got multiple documented cases. We've gotten documented gotaways. We've had attacks on our power grid. And remember what they did up in North Carolina? There was a a pride festival in in a local community, and someone uh, shot up the power grid and took out the transformers. They said, oh, it's probably white nationalists upset about the pride pride rally. They've never found who did it. I don't believe. These things have been happening around this country. We should not need to learn the lessons of Israeli complacency by having a bunch of dead Americans in this country because we've allowed people across our border. And increasingly, I wonder if, if, it's a, if the southern border is a distraction 
because the northern border is completely unsecured. We trust the Canadians, but people are coming across the northern border too. We don't necessarily need a wall in the northern on our northern border, but we need better monitoring. These are not easy times anymore, and so many people are still complacent and not waking up to these dangers. You've got the Chinese building a brainwashed army of American woke kids in this country, teaching them to hate this country, to believe that any terror attack is justified against this country. you got people online. We don't know who they are. They seem to be Americans praising Osama bin Laden and how their eyes have been awoken to the injustices of the United States. You had people try to storm into the Democratic National Committee's headquarters last night in Washington, D.C. Their faces covered. In Atlanta, Georgia, you've got a group of, of terrorists trying to firebomb a, a police training facility that's under development. They burn up cement trucks this week. They firebombed a a fire station, they firebombed a youth facility, they firebombed businesses, they've shown up at churches to disrupt worship services. Around the country, these sorts of things are happening. Unconnected, unrelated things that suddenly one day we wake up and realize are all connected in some capacity. The enemy has stirred. You know, if you if you read The Hobbit, yes, I'm going there, people, if you read The Hobbit. Watch the movies, even. Gandalf, Galandriel, some they know something stirring in the darkness. They think the bad guy's gone. And they have this sense he's not, and, and, and the leaders refuse to take them seriously until it's too late. We shouldn't want it to be too late. Mr. President, wake up. Leaders of both parties, wake up. There are people crossing into this country illegally who mean us harm. There are people here who mean us harm. Wake up. Don't be complacent. The Israelis got complacent. And one-tenth of one percent of all the Jews on earth died on October 7th at the hands of Hamas, They beheaded babies. They threw at least one toddler in an oven and turned on the oven. They tied together a father and his son, poured kerosene on them and lit them and burned them alive. They raped women. They killed grandmothers and grandfathers. And they took hostages into tunnels in Gaza. We should not be complacent, and too many in government on both sides are. It's time for the sleeping giant to wake back up. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint. You want an HR manager. You don't want to be the bad guy with your employees. Bambi can play the role of HR for you. $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat. They do onboardings, terminations. They help your team members get to peak performance. And your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations, regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. 
They give you access to HR expertise and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Greetings. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Governor Chris Christie going to be with me bottom of the hour to talk about his trip to Israel and what he saw. I remember just as an aside, he was the very first person I ever encountered this from. That uh, I met a lady when I was first getting started with Red State. Uh, I got asked if I want to go to CPAC. I'd never been to CPAC. So this would have been 2005, 2006, probably 2005. He was at the Reagan Center that year. And I went and I met this lady. I was one of the founders of Red State. Uh, Mike knew her. She was very, very progressive. They, they had a, a connection through the PR industry, and she was very, very progressive. We were talking about 9-11. Very first progressive I ever met who said she never understood why anyone thought that was an attack on the United States, that it was just an attack on two buildings in New York City, and we overreacted as a nation. That that was it. And and then she said offhandedly, you know, if that happened in San Francisco, I wouldn't expect people from New York to get really upset about it. And I I was honestly I was flabbergasted. I never knew anybody like that. Very very nice person. Very nice person. But also I thought like like a deeply uh, like demented worldview of things. Uh, and now, you know, I, I think if 9-11 happened now, you'd have a bunch of white kids on college campuses from the Ivy League go out and cheer on um, the, the the hijackers. Uh, you, you know it's true. Good gracious. that's This is where we have fallen as a nation. Well, one of the groups trying to pick it up is Americans for Prosperity, supporting parents, challenging woke school board members, supporting conservative causes, uh, Patriot Mobile uh, wants you to be a wait. Yep, yes, Patriot Mobile. Um, we're we're trying to. Um, they're they're trying to grow their business. They grow their profits, and they grow their profits. They grow their giving to the conservative causes you care about. All you got to do is go to PatriotMobile.com/Eric today. PatriotMobile.com/Eric, and you can um, you move your business. You get guaranteed great service with Patriot Mobile. If you don't believe me, you can actually go to PatriotMobile.com. They have a coverage map. You can put in your address. They zoom into your house, and they show you the 5G, the data, the voice, all that. Uh, And as their profits grow, they give to the conservative movement, and their giving grows. You get free activation with my name. If you want to call them, you don't want to do it online, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. Call them today. 
Tell them I sent you. Get free activation with my name. You get great discounts. You get guaranteed great service. You can even roll over your existing phone number to them. And then as their profits grow, their giving to the conservative causes you care about grow. It's a great way to amplify your dollars in the conservative movement. When we come back, Governor Chris Christie has been in Israel. Going to tell me what he saw. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, there's some interesting political news waiting for Governor Chris Christie to call in, and I'm going to have to ask him about it. Uh, a new CNN polling out of New Hampshire, Christie, Haley, and DeSantis combined beat Donald Trump. Um, really, actually, some interesting data coming out of um, New Hampshire that that um, that Donald Trump is declining in the polling there. Uh, Trump is at 42. Haley's at 20. Christie's at 14, DeSantis at 9, Ramaswamy's at 8, no other candidate holding more than 2% support. Um, Now, yes, it is true that uh, Ramaswamy Trump, and let's be honest, most of Ramaswamy's voters go to Trump, um, possibly. I mean, the fact that they're not there now is is telling, but that gets them to 50. So you got a 50-50 split there. Christie now in third place in double digits. DeSantis being the one in single digits there. Interesting, um, interesting, interesting, interesting. I'm going to have to ask him about that. So, ah, here he is. Look at this. The governor, former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie. How are you? Great, Eric. How are you? I'm fine. I'm not going to ask you about the Mets after what happened to the Braves. We uh, baseball yeah. free zone here. <laughs> we we're we're all hurting, Eric. <laughs> Listen, you, you know, I was telling I was telling somebody yesterday. I said, you know, I look at this this year the the Braves. They were the sure thing in the World Series, and and you, you got this team from from Pennsylvania took them out. So when I see all these polls about how all these Republicans can beat Joe Biden, ah, Joe's from Pennsylvania. He might surprise us. Um, so which, which no matter what, he's going to be tough. He is, and, and you know, okay. So that leads me to really, it is the breaking news happening now. CNN just released their polling. Uh, you and and Haley are in double digits. DeSantis has declined to single digits. Combined, the three of you actually get more votes than Trump in Pennsylvania, or I'm sorry, in New Hampshire, New Hampshire. Yeah, look, I, look, I've said this all along. If Joe Biden, since you brought him up, we're we're at forty two percent. In any state, in the Democratic primary, they would be calling it a, a three-alarm fire. Um, Donald Trump, 58% of Republican primary voters in New Hampshire don't want him. And look, this is why I've been making the argument all along, Eric, and you know it's, it was uncomfortable for a lot of people to hear in the beginning. Um, and I took a lot of heat for it. But the fact is that you have to make the case against Donald Trump in order to beat Donald Trump. And there's a hell of a case to be made, both on his conduct, uh, what kind of president he would be if he were reelected, uh, and um, what kind of nominee he would be for us, um, and how problematic it would be for the Republican Party up and down the ticket. And so uh, I'm not surprised to see these numbers. I'm gratified we're moving up in New Hampshire. I think 
this is going to come down to a three-person race, and um, I'm uh, I'm I'm going to be right in the middle of it and doing everything I can to win it. Now, let me ask you one more question about this, and, and feel free to agree or disagree. But the people I talk to in, in the DeSantis orbit and in the Haley orbit to a degree do believe that if if Trump doesn't win the Iowa caucus, which comes first, it shows that he's not inevitable, which then further shifts momentum in New Hampshire. Uh, and if he goes down there as well, suddenly that the whole thing blows open for everybody. Look, I, I agree in part. I think that if you nick him up in one of those early states, that he will be extraordinarily vulnerable and will not be the nominee. His support is in large part about inevitability. And I think that there's a much greater chance that that's going to be done by uh, in New Hampshire by somebody like me than it is going to be done in Iowa uh, by someone like Ron DeSantis. And the reason for that is, first of all, Ron and Nikki are not taking Trump on. I mean, the other night on stage, Nikki said he was the right president for the right time. She said that he, she was inclined to pardon him and that after January 6th, we should give him a break. I mean, that's, that's to me, on, on the merits, ridiculous. But also as a matter of politics, uh, how are you going to beat somebody uh, that way? Ron DeSantis has done nothing but compliment Donald Trump for the most part or stay away from the topic. You know, we act on that stage as if it's going to be between us. No, 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 no. It's between us and the guy who's not on the stage. And I will tell you, as a matter of moral clarity uh, and electoral good sense, uh, you got to take on Donald Trump. Well, okay. So let me then, this opens the doorway to another question. I really actually do want to talk to you about your trip to Israel, but the... I keep hearing these stories that, well, the Club for Growth and others are finding that all of, every single one of their attacks on Donald Trump, every one of their criticisms actually helps Donald Trump. And I don't know that I believe that that is true, but yet I haven't really seen a lot that has shaken him up in some of the outside attacks against him. But they all seem to be attacks from the left, none from the right. Let me give you an anecdotal uh, piece of information, which I just obtained about 10 minutes ago at a restaurant um, in, uh, in Nashua, New Hampshire. Um, I was eating lunch um, in between uh, campaign stops, and as I was leaving the restaurant, a woman who appeared to me to be in her early 70s grabbed my arm and she said, um, Governor, I wish you the best of luck in the primary and you have my vote. And I said, thank you. And she, and she leaned over and she whispered to me, go get Trump. And I looked at her and I said, why are you whispering? And she started to laugh. And she said, I don't know. I've just gotten used to it because the people who like him are not very nice. Now, I'm not endorsing her opinion of the people who like Donald Trump. But what I am saying to you is that whether it's talking to a pollster or talking to a candidate um, in a restaurant in New Hampshire, it is not politically correct to say you're against Donald Trump. If you watched me get booed at the Republican Party of Florida event, a week and a half ago, you could tell it's not politically correct in some circles to say that. And the other Republicans who feel that way, Eric, they're just instead of getting, you know, I don't mind getting booed. I, I was a Republican in New Jersey. I'm used to it. Um, uh, but they're not. And I think there are a lot of people who will just say they're for Trump and not assent 
and then go in that voting booth and do something very, very different. You know, it's funny you say that. I, I've actually I've, I've done a monologue on this, looking at internal polling and talking to some pollsters, and they kind of do think we're having a reverse effect from 2016, where it was the Trump supporters who were scared to say they were supporters mm-hmm. of his, and now it's it's the non-Trump supporters who are scared to say. So anecdotally, I yeah, I, I think there's something there. Now, I, I do want to ask you about your eyewitness accounts in Israel, and I'll be very honest with you. I was invited by the Israeli government to see the video, the raw footage of Hamas, and I had already seen parts of it, and I'm I'm still having trouble getting it out of my head, and I knew I couldn't watch the whole footage, but um, you were on the ground there. You've seen the war effort and what's happening. You've talked to the people there. What do you want people to know? What I want people to know is October 7th, was a day in Israeli reality which uh, saw terrorists reign inhumanity, complete inhumane acts upon innocent civilians. And I watched the entire 43 Minutes video, Eric, and I will just tell you that it's not just the inhumane acts, which would in themselves be bad enough. It's the joy that the Hamas terrorists took in exacting those inhumane acts on folks, there was one cell phone call intercept from a young Hamas terrorist back to his mother and father in Gaza, where his exact quote was, "Mom, I just killed ten Jews with my bare hands. Your son is a hero. Your son is a hero." And his mother and father on the other end of the phone cheered. Eric, Good I God. saw a father throw himself on a grenade to save his two children. Uh, I saw. Uh, people literally burned to death mm-hmm. by terrorists. I mean, what people need to understand is the idea that there should be a ceasefire. There was a ceasefire on October 6th. Hamas violated it on October 7th, killed 1,200 Israelis. And now there are people who want a ceasefire. You saw yesterday from the Al-Shifa uh, hospital that they clearly were using it as a store, at minimum, as a storage place to keep weapons. I mean... You know, the Israelis have a tough job ahead of them, but we need to be supporting their ability to protect their territorial integrity, protect the safety and security of their people, and to diminish Hamas as a military force 100%. Now, I'm, I'm going to ambush you with something, and I apologize in advance, but this is happening while you and I are speaking. Uh, Congressman Richie Torres from up in New York has posted this screenshot Uh, And he says in his tweet, a social media account posted the following headline, Globalize the Intifada, Zone of Operations, and it features a New York City map of Jewish organizations to target, describing them as the enemy of the colonized people. And October 7th is a new chapter of struggle. And I mean, this is uh, like targeting businesses around Rockefeller Center, Central Park. Um, There's clearly some demented force now, excuse me, running around in this country, too. Oh, look, it's been running around this country for a long time, Eric. And But the actions of Hamas on October 7th gives these folks a, a license to now come out out of the dark and into the light and to start to now push their own agenda because they see these horribly misguided people who are protesting on college campuses and on the Grand Central Station in New York saying they want a ceasefire. It's, it's saying that somehow Israel is at fault. Israel's done more to protect Palestinian lives than Hamas has. Israel has sent hundreds of thousands of text messages to cell phones in Gaza telling Palestinians to leave certain areas when attacks were coming. 
dropped hundreds of thousands of leaflets, um, used their intelligence community to spread the word as to where they were going to attack so innocents could leave. And in many cases, what I was told by the uh, Israeli defense forces was that Hamas was forcing them to stay in place. Good grief. And who, who then is responsible for the deaths of these innocent civilians? All of them are tragic. Mm-hmm. But let's remember, uh, it's Hamas who enslaves its own people, not Israel. Now, I want to switch gears with you real quick before I let you go. You had, I think, the best answer on the last debate about TikTok, and I'm assuming you're aware that yesterday as President Xi was meeting with President Biden, suddenly his social media disinformation site starts running on its algorithm videos of supposed Americans saying, oh my gosh, I've just read Osama bin Laden's letter. Why have they suppressed this? It's apparently terrorism is resistance, and, and I think I'm on his side. Really bizarre stuff coming off that app yes. in the last 24 hours. Uh, look, TikTok should have been banned during the Trump administration, and Donald Trump was too much of a coward to get it done. And the fact is that Facebook's not in China, Instagram's not in China, Twitter's not, X is not in China. Look, I'm not saying we should have Chinese-style control, but when you have evidence like you saw yesterday, like we've seen during the post-October 7th period of them changing their algorithm to put more and more pro-Hamas material on there, this is a tool of the Chinese Communist Party to try to manipulate American thought, and especially of our young people, and we see that manifesting itself on college campuses. If I were president, TikTok would be banned from doing business in this country, or forced to be sold to an American company, one or the other, um, because this is ridiculous that we're allowing our children and their minds to be poisoned by the Chinese Communist Party. Well, and I, that opens you up, then I, I got to ask you the question of, of now Ambassador Haley has walked it back some saying foreign nationals shouldn't be allowed to be anonymous on American social media accounts, but the, the whole idea of anonymity on social media and, and whether or not people need to be verified, what's your take on that? I think uh, Ambassador Haley, once again, first said what she really believes. And then as soon as she got some opposition, she walked it back a little. When she realized that wasn't enough, she walked it back even more. And this is the problem. That's not strong leadership, Eric. Let me be clear. I'm not worried about people using anonymous you know, names uh, on, on uh, social media. Um, and I don't think that you should be restricting people's First Amendment rights that way. And for Governor Haley to now say, oh, no, 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 I was just meant Russian and Chinese bots. Well, she didn't, because I heard what she said on the Ruthless podcast. She said that if pe- people would be more civil if they knew that what they were saying was being read by their pastor. Well, let me tell you something, Eric. I've never seen a Russian or a Chinese bot who has their own pastor. Okay, <laughs> so she can have the opinion she wants. And she said right to one of the co-hosts of the Ruthless podcast who goes by uh, an anonymous Smug, name yes. on the on, on, on Twitter. She said, we need to have your name and your driver's license. Well, that's the kind of, of daddy state you want to have in the federal government. Then elect Nikki Haley president of the United States, and that's exactly what you'll get. But it won't, it won't be what you get with Chris Christie. Well, Liz, I, I got to let you go there. I appreciate it uh, very much. Thanks for something. And by the way, thank you for going to Israel because – uh, not an easy time to go, so I'm I'm glad you did to to bring an eyewitness account back to people. Uh, it's it's a shame so many people have to have others go see it to believe it, but yet that's the world we live in. So I'm glad you went and saw it for the rest of us. I'm glad too, Eric. It was sad and infuriating at the same time, and I'm going to continue to tell the story because it needs to be told, 
and I appreciate you giving me a forum to do it. Absolutely. Governor Chris Christie, right now i got to tell you about Americans for Prosperity. They're going around the country showing people the effects of Bidenomics and how we can fight back on it, teaching people how to stand up against it. You can be a part of the movement by going to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. You go sign up with Americans for Prosperity. They give you the tips, the tools, the knowledge, the information, the wherewithal to explain to your friends and neighbors how voting for free markets and free people and limited government improves our lives, lowers costs, fights inflation, improves the country. They give you the information. Go to your local school board and agitate for charter schools and and school choice and school reform to go to your state government and and fight for limited government and school choice. Americans for Prosperity makes you a much more effective activist. So reach out to them, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Sign up with them. Be one of over 4 million activists in the country with Americans for Prosperity. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, breaking news. That'll be most notable to my flagship station. Atlanta will host the 2025 Major League Baseball All-Star Game, according to Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball. This news comes from uh, Jeff Passan of ESPN. Um, I guess the election laws, it's no, Georgia's no longer racist. They implemented the law. They didn't walk it back, but it's no longer Jim Crow. Fascinating how that works, isn't it? Um, that uh, Atlanta can now host this. It, it didn't, the, the the denying it to Atlanta did not stop Brian Kemp from getting reelected as so many of them hoped. And so now they'll get it. I, I hope Brian Kemp gets to throw out the first pitch, Commissioner. I think, I think he should be allowed to. In any event, that's breaking news happening now. Rob Manfred says the Major League Baseball All-Star Game for 2025 will be in Atlanta. The source for this is just Jeff Passan of ESPN, one of their baseball reporters. Looks like this is a real thing. So there you have it. Now, when we come back, I got to talk to you about Sally Busby in the Washington Post. And also, I want to take your phone calls. Got callers on hold here I want to get to as well. 877-973-7425. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.